Welcome to the Lion's Den University Report. This program brings you a behind-the-scenes look at the spiritual life on today's university and college campuses. Now here's your host, Glenn Bailey. We're here in the state of Indiana, right in the center of the country uh, today in Bloomington, Indiana, at Indiana University. We're actually in the uh, Student Union Building for this interview, uh, up on the seventh floor, looking out over campus, and it's the office uh, of one of our, uh, someone I interviewed just uh, previous to this, uh, the uh, director of Crew, Campus Crusade for Christ here at Indiana University, uh, Mark Johnson, and he was gracious enough to allow us to use uh, his office for this interview as well. And uh, we're in part two of our conversation here with Dr. John Beggs, a physics professor here at Indiana University in Bloomington. And John, uh, welcome again to our microphones. Thanks. It's great to be here. Okay. And uh, as we often say, you know, the 14, 14 and a half minutes of our program goes by quick. And <laughs> yes. You, you, you thought we were only maybe five minutes. And yeah. It, uh, it feels like that. And especially uh, some guests, I occasionally have to you know, like pulling teeth to get an answer more than yes or no. But uh, <laughs> uh, certainly, uh, we've had a good conversation here. And uh, you talked some about the uh, desire to have uh, openness on university campuses. It seems like that was the ideal of universities, to have an exchange of ideas. But uh, there's kind of a shadow hanging over some of these subjects and over uh, the Christian faith in our day. Now, um, you said that uh, just in the in the past uh, there was a crisis that came up that led to the opportunity to talk to students about uh, more deep issues that uh, maybe a student perhaps had committed suicide yes. or something yes and you were able to share at one of your large lecture uh, classes uh, uh, just uh, opening up some of the issues that these uh, real-life situations raise. And so tell us a little bit about what happened in that particular circumstance. Sure. I teach a, a rather large introductory physics class, and, and typically it has uh, 300, almost to 400 students in it per semester. And uh, many of these students are pre-medical students. They aspire to go on to medical school. And so they have a lot of pressure that I think they put on themselves because if they don't get A's in this class or B's at least, then really their medical career is over. And so I think they're under a huge amount of stress. And uh, just from the statistics uh, that the university provides for us about these things, uh, they're very concerned about the student's health. And uh, one of the students, uh, this was about a year and a half ago, was found dead after, I don't know, a few weeks of class, and uh, he was found dead in Griffey Lake, which is nearby, and he was in the class. Mm. And uh, I had not met him individually, but I looked at the roster, and I, I saw that he was on there, and uh, I thought, oh, wow, this is horrible. And uh, a day after that happened, or a couple days after that happened, we had lecture, and uh, I put his picture up on the screen, and I said, uh, do you know this student? His name was Joseph Smalley, uh, Smedley, I think. and. Uh, what happened was he was taking the class and he just kind of disappeared for a few days and no one could find him and then they found him in the lake. And I said, you guys might think that you really have to uh, get an A in this course and if you don't get an A and you don't become a doctor, then your life will be worth nothing. And I said, I, I want you to know that uh, th while you, you probably want to do really well in this course, you're worth so much more than whatever you do in this course. You are extremely valuable. Uh, you're fearfully and wonderfully made, and you're all precious, and you're all deeply loved. And if you feel like you can't go on, or you feel like you've got a problem with this, uh, please come talk to me or talk to some mental health professionals. We had some contact information up on the screen, and uh, I got more 
positive response from that than anything I've ever done in like 13 years of teaching. I had all kinds of comments of thank you for showing concern. Thank you for saying that we're worth more than that. I never thought about that or I never thought a professor would think that way. And uh, it led to many cases where behind closed doors where a student would say after we had office hours, they'd say, now can I talk about something other than physics? Yeah. I said, yeah, of course. And they'd, they'd weep and we'd start talking about this and uh, we'd pray together. Um, and I, I think that while everyone here is so afraid to make some sort of statement about, oh, you don't want to tell them what they ought to do with their lives. The downside to that is what happens when someone's in deep crisis? Do you just say nothing or do you just say here, have another Xanax or do you say here, take this medication? There is a deep whole person who's experiencing a huge problem. And, you know, the, the motto of Indiana University is lux et veritas, light and truth. And right. that's undoubtedly coming from the Bible. Actually, Yale had that same motto. Mm -hmm. And it was to say that Jesus Christ is light and he is truth. He's the truth about God. He is light that shines in the darkness to help you see what's real. And Jesus also said, as you know, uh, everyone in the sight of truth listens to me right. in his dialogue with Pilate in John chapter 18. That's what also needs to be talked about. And so I don't force that from the physics lecture point of view, but I certainly am not afraid to talk to students offline about mm -hmm. it. And as we mentioned uh, a little earlier, I, I have participated in some of these events at, on campus. Generally, people know that I'm a believer, but I don't advertise that too much in class because I don't want them to feel that they have to believe to get a good grade. Sure. I don't want any of that going on. But right. certainly I'm not ashamed or afraid to say I am a Christian. And as soon as someone says, can we talk about something else? I think that's actually the most important thing you can do is, is talk about those types of issues. The grade will come and go and it won't be remembered. But, but these decisions that people make about how to live their lives or how to handle stress, those can have a huge impact. Right, sure. And now I also understand the students might look for you on YouTube and you have some presentations there that uh, you've given that, uh, uh, you know, talk about more of your faith commitment. Yeah, sure. So a few years ago, back in 2014, uh, we had a forum and this is a forum between me and uh, Tim Londrigan, he's a physics professor. He's a friend of mine. Uh, I love getting together with him and having coffee, but he's an atheist. And so we thought, well, hey, this is a good discussion. There's another guy, uh, Douglas Hofstetter. Uh, he was also there and uh, Doug's graduate student. He was also there. And so th this was three guys who we were all friends. We were hanging out. We we're having a good time. And uh, we said, why don't we just have a forum on science and faith? And uh, they got money from the, the uh, student board. They had free food. 300 people showed up. They recorded okay. it, and, and that's on YouTube, and you can go look at that. Right. And uh, it was fun. We, it wasn't one of these nasty debates where we were trying to knock each other down. I think we were just sharing our perspectives. We laughed a lot, and uh, I really enjoyed that. And I, I wish that things like that would happen more often. Um, because it doesn't have to be acrimonious. I, right. I, I can share a brief little anecdote about something like that that happened. Um, I gave a talk at uh, a big Southern State University once, and uh, we sat down at the, the table afterwards to have dinner, and I'm with a few professors and their spouses. And uh, they were all talking about the local Darwin Day and the Atheist mm, Club and this right. and that. And this conversation <laughs> went on for like five minutes. Yeah. I'm like, oh, gosh, what do I do? You know? And I leaned forward, and I said, I, I have something to share with you. And they, they go, what? And I said, I'm a Christian. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it got really quiet for a minute. And then it actually was great because I think they felt guilty, right? You know, yeah. so they were like, well, why do you believe this? And how could you do that? And, and we had a wonderful conversation. And they were like, afterwards, they were saying, why don't you come over and stay at my house if you don't have to go to get your plane tomorrow early? This guy gave me a hug. And we all learned. I learned a lot from them, right. too. Sure. And I would love to see dialogue occur like that. Right. Where real human hearts and, and, and thoughts 
are shared with respect and not this mutual kind of suspicion and, oh, you got to be an idiot or you got to be, uh, I don't know, really bigoted to hold that point of view. Mm-hmm. And I wish people would ask. Yeah. Yeah. A lot, a lot of misperceptions out there. And uh, communication is one of the keys to break down the, the barriers. But a person has to be open. And, you know, a lot of times uh, people, when they you would say that, uh, you wouldn't necessarily get a, 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 <laughs> yeah. a, 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 a so range of responses. Yeah, yeah right. So, exactly. So and Jesus said, if you're his follower, uh, you know, uh, they they hated him and they'll hate you. So, yeah, you, you, we need to be aware that that might be definitely a response uh, to uh, but uh, uh, so you don't have a, a problem with science and being a person of faith as uh, that those are not contradictory. No, or... not not at all. Not at all. I recently read a book by Alvin Plantinga and uh, the title of the book is Where the Conflict Really Lies. And he argues, I think very well, that the conflict is between naturalism and faith, not science and faith. And, and very briefly, naturalism is the belief that the physical world is all there is. Right. And actually, science doesn't have anything to say about that yet. Science works with the physical world, but it is quite conceivable that you could discover something non-physical and you could even study it and so forth. You know, so there could be a supernatural world. Um, naturalism is the statement that we know there is no supernatural world. Right. But and, isn't that the basis of most uh, modern scientists today as a naturalistic view that you can't allow for anything other than the uh, you know, matter or energy? Yeah, I think many of them do take that default position, but but I would say that is an assumption, and that's not necessarily something that comes exactly from the data. And right. if you're really to be open-minded, you, you would say, it's possible that such things exist. We just don't have evidence for it yet, but science shouldn't take a closed door on that yet. Um, right. And you mentioned uh, something coming up uh, maybe relating to uh, that crossover uh, that uh, there's going to be a meeting called a fortunate universe uh, uh, yeah. that's uh, going to be is that going to be on campus here or it, it'll tell, be, tell me a little about that. yeah sure it's going to be held at the evangelical community church which is just off campus and uh, bob whitaker is the pastor there and he is very interested in uh apologetics basically having people who are in a university setting who are really seeking answers to things like is it historically accurate does it jive with science does it uh, make sense philosophically uh and so he's invited a speaker luke barnes and luke is uh, an astrophysicist who got his phd from cambridge and he co-authored a book called a fortunate universe with uh Durant lewis and Durant is an atheist it seems from the dialogue they have in the book, and and Luke is a theist. And Luke says the fine-tuning of the universe uh, suggests that there should be something really powerful that set all these constants at just the right values to allow life. And if they were slightly different, you wouldn't have life. And I find that personally to be a very intriguing argument, and that's compelling to me. But uh, I hope that lots of people from the physics department will come and we can discuss this. And I'd love to hear contrary views and engage in that dialogue. Right. Okay. And so are you able to, uh, I mean, get the word out for a meeting like that uh, among your students or colleagues or whatever? How do you how do you go about that? I I sent an email to the whole department. Now, I I must say, I asked the the chair of the department, I said, do you think it's okay for me to send this email? And uh, he said, yeah, I don't see any reason why you shouldn't. People could be interested in this. So I sent out the email and I explained the situation and uh, hopefully they've all read their email. (laughs) (laughs) So they know about it. And nobody came up to me and said, oh, you shouldn't have done that. I I think that actually, 
at least on paper, everyone's very tolerant, right? They'll let you say whatever you want to say as long as you're within the limits. But, but what I would say is that there's probably a lot of people who didn't feel comfortable with that. And I just love to talk with them about it. And sure. I'd love them to come up. And even if they have contrary points of view, I'd love to hear what they have to say. And I can learn from them. Right. Yeah. So, and, yeah. Uh, you know, the, uh, we believe the human mind is finite. Uh, God has truth and uh, we trust his word as our source of truth, uh, but uh, that uh, interaction and comparison and so on uh, uh, will lead us with the opportunity to discover truth. And we'll see that it, uh, you know, as we, we've come to understand that it'll, it'll be uh, in, in congruence with what's in the scriptures. Yes, that, uh, definitely. That the, the Bible tells us things. Uh, I remember uh, from the philosophical angle, there was a philosopher, uh, Dr. C.E.M. Jode, who was a skeptic of Christianity, and uh, he de- denied that there was any uh, truth in, in, in the Christian faith, and uh, for many, many years as a philosopher would uh, challenge uh, those sorts of things. Uh, but uh, one day a, a report came out, uh, a public report in a newspaper, that uh, he had changed his mind, that he said uh, two world wars and the imminence of a third uh, prove that uh, man is not good, as he had previously thought, but man is sinful, and he came to the conclusion that the only uh, solution for the sin of man was found in the cross of Jesus Christ. Mm. And so we believe the answers of the Bible are the answers that do work and make sense, and that's the message of the Lions Den University report, and it is our uh, pleasure to come around to places like uh, Indiana University in Bloomington, Indiana, where we are today, and meet uh, interesting folks like a physics professor and I don't know if I would have passed your class or not but <laughs> <laughs> I did better in philosophy but uh, in any case uh, uh, it's a pleasure to meet you and be able to uh, talk about our faith on the radio and we trust uh, uh, this has been beneficial to listeners who, who have tuned in Christians uh, be encouraged in your faith and those who are still looking uh, don't give up and you'll uh, if you seek the Lord you'll find him And so, John, thank you so much for joining us for these two broadcasts. Thanks for having me, Glenn. It's been great. You have been listening to the Lion's Den University Reports. If you would like more information about the Christian life or would like to contact the Lion's Den or one of the guests, please write us at the Lion's Den, Post Office Box 226, Mifflinburg, Pennsylvania, 17844, or email ltcldur at yahoo.com.